Now read, uh, oh, I don't know, 15 through 17. Chapter 16. She said unto him, She being Delilah. How canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me? Oh, you ever heard that one? Blackmailed by supposed love? There's divine love, there's agreement. Divided house can't stand two heads on anything but what? So we're not just talking about your mate, we're talking about in you. You play both sides, you're the one who could get took. You stand up, fuse your backbone in love and truth, and say, look, well, keep reading. She said unto him, How can thou say I love thee, and thy heart is not with me? How can you say that you love me? When your heart's not with wait a minute now, his covenant was with God. She was being enticed to seduce behind the scenes in counsel with the godless. They ain't gonna work out too well. Thou hast mocked me these three times and has not told me wherein thy great strength lies. Alright. He mocked her. He was playing he was playing with fire and dynamite as we can see. When he kept his strength, he would snap cords. He was invincible. With the covenant of a Nazarene or the power of Christ aboding on him, this secret power moved in the Holy Ghost. When he had the power, he slew a thousand Philistines on a jawbone of a donkey. Then he drank out. If he was hungry, he'd kill a lion. Then they have honey out of it. Out of either came forth meat, out of the strong came forth sweet. And then she went around behind the scenes and whispered his riddle or the answer to it. So the wife got seduced to give away some of his secrets. What's stronger a lion and sweeter than honey? And he said, if you haven't milked my wife, you wouldn't have known this. So she was playing with fire, but it wasn't about her. It's about the chosen one who has God's covenant on. Now if the unbelieving husband or wife depart, let them go. But if they want to abode with you faithfully, that's another thing. But pretty soon now you're the problem. You're the mocker. You're you're not God. So they pine and run you down in the ground to be obligated to the wrong thing that's stealing love because they're going to turn right back around after the devil uses them. I didn't know who I'm talking to. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care a good thing. If it ain't the God thing, it's the wrong thing. If you stand in God, don't move your foot. You watch God go for you. And they have an opportunity too to line up to the living Word with you. You ain't holier now. It's meek. But you ain't moving me off of Jesus. came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. His soul was vexed unto death by who? I thought we were in love. I thought we were married. I thought, you want to know a key to a successful marriage and all you could probably counsel me is humility comes before honor and then humility and meekness is control of power say, 
also I'm hearing out of you. Because I was, I've been, forget about me, because the, the great part in a, in a good fight is, well, you this, right back at you. Instead of going, when, she, when the wife or the husband be man enough or woman enough to go, you know what, what you just probably accused me of, I've been that and worse. But right now, Jesus wants to heal us both. And I'm coming at you softly. Saying, I might have been wrong, but I ain't wrong here. If we stay in the Lord, we can have a miracle now. I mean, that's what I want. I'm going to knock off half my horse play and habitual habits and ways. I'm going to change because I want to make this work with you. But if you keep pining away at me with those lies, I ain't backing up no more. You got a choice too. He told her all in his heart, and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head. For I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. There you go. See now we started this this scriptures off with Great power is given unto men. Don't give your power to she lies in your bosom. Spiritually, the covering of Jesus, the man, and the woman, but if, if the man's out of line, then the woman's going to get hit. Or vice versa. And then they can undermine with those emotions from within. And he, after being run down and carnal, Decided he's going to do the foolish thing, give away his power. His covering as a Nazarene, his seven locks of hair represented Jesus Christ. So she she immediately goes and tells him that's where his power lies. Your seven levels of your spiritual nature within you now. You don't sell out Jesus in those levels. Because it could be too late after you sell him out to the worldly thing. I've been a Nazarene unto God from my mother's womb. And if you read a bunch of other ones, for if I be shaven, then my strength will go from me. I should become weak and be like any other man. You're not a normal person if you have Jesus. We're not all in this together with the collective doctrines of devils. There is an extraordinary difference between a son or daughter of light who's working out their salvation with fear and trembling in the worldly person. This is your key. This is your opportunity. This is how you can lie down green pastures. This is how you can come together work out your salvation and know that that torment it, there's an answer to it by keeping Jesus as your testimony against all odds from within and out and then you've been made an overcomer with the work of that testimony and that's how you defeat false doctrine the Antichrist and the beast. 
And every flash that takes the mark is going to fall down to worship. Or are you going to, if you ever do go to your knees, you're going upward into heaven. Because that's the only one you better not, that's the only one you bow down to. Not Baal. Not the worldly system. Not the Antichrist. If you don't know before you make a move in darkness, there's safety in the multitude of counselors. And it's good with another faithful person two by two. Say, I'm thinking of doing this or I'm thinking of doing that. What are you hearing? Not even necessarily what you think. I mean, this person over here has a broken leg. What do I think? I think they need surgery to get the bone back in place. But what does God want me to do? God wants me to go in there and lay hands on it and pop that bone back into place. What's well, impossible? Really? Nothing is impossible with God. And that's why He paid the price on Calvary. That's why He crucified the flesh being sinless. That's why He went in the heart of earth and took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave and rose the old-time prophets and saints with Him and went through physically manifesting the Spirit through the streets of Jerusalem, going into heaven. That's why He reappeared to His disciples and chosen and that one that had seven devils before she was about to be stoned to death, Mary Magdalene, with a pure heart. Now go figure that pure heart. Oh, he sat down there with publicans and sinners. Well, all these got a devil. John the Baptist wouldn't do that. And he said, he's got bales above. He called Jesus a gluttonous man and a wine bibber. He ain't never good enough. So if you, if you, you go down there, become a drunk, become riotous, sell your soul for a, a morsel of bread, God could depart from you. Not them. Then them will just move on. Because the, the Lord's not come back for the world necessarily. He's, he's come back for the while you part. And if the while you part's in Christ, then they might have a chance to be inspired to live for the Lord and have victorious. And that's why don't cut off your seven locks of virtue, your seven locks of hair, your seven locks of adornment, your seven locks of salvation. And watch God go into life. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's been a pleasure coming here to fellowship with you. As we found out these past few months, trying to take away liberties, the Word of God prevails. I'd come and see you the next day. Because God's presence purges all darkness. And He's invincible when you go in that faith.